Hello everyone, The Vern here from Cinema Recall here to tell you about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio app for your iOS and Android phone. It picks up the most trended articles on the web and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable. Stop scrolling, start listening, go to newsly.me, use the promo code RECALL, and get one month free of their premium service. Check it out, and now, back to the show. This podcast is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Find out how you can become a member by going to the website letschatpodcast.net. Alright, well, it's going to take a while for the thing to get loaded here. Yeah. Hi, folks. We're getting loaded. Here, go ahead. And... We're getting loaded. Alright, can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Alright, great. I'm going to lean in because I'm quieter than you. Alright. Like, I, I should have lean, I'll lean back a little bit more. Can you still hear lean me? Lean back. Lean back. Lean back. The fuck did that shit song? <laughs> I was doing the club right there. And that was the, that was a club hit right there. It was it was, it was a it was a club something right there. It was there. a club hit. Was Don't club you hit? dare say anything other than. I mean, you could lean to it. <clears throat> I guess Don't. you could lean. To... <laughs> All right. What do you remember? Only thing you remember about that song is that part. Lean back. Do you remember um, any of the words yeah. from that song? If I see how how the lyrics go. Um. Well, there's the N-word in it, so I'm not going to say well, that part, but see the, the, um, yeah, see yeah, the see the ends that don't dance, just pull up your pants and lean back, lean, lean back. Some of there's them more. Away. Yeah, I'm sure there's, what are they? I don't know. See? Don't, a, don't no. get me started. Okay? <laughs> it was a long time ago and I drank a lot, copious, copious amounts of alcohol in, I, tw- I, in my 20s. I did too, but you still remember <laughs> the songs from like Chumbawamba. I mean, I listen Pissing to that. Pissing the night away. Pissing the night away. Do the whiskey drink? Is it a Takes a whiskey drink? This podcast may contain adult language, adult situations, spoilers, and some brief nudity, so parental guidance is adjusted. We have such sights to show you. After about five minutes of this movie, you're going to wish you had ten beers. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. So... What would you little maniacs like to do first? Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Oh, well. <laughs> la-di-da. La-di-da. La-la. Yeah. Welcome back to the Cinema Recall Podcast. How's your week been? Uh, well. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> like, oh my God, please. Here's the thing, too. So I, I sent with that Facebook dating oh, apps right there. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh-huh. and I, I met this, uh, one girl on there and you know very cute little attractive asian lady yeah because i'm always for the asian persuasion um (laughs) me too (laughs) (laughs) so i'm on this facebook live dating app and whatnot and uh so this girl came to me and she's like hey we're looking for a relationship and i said someone to laugh with and she's right back i'm looking for someone i can grow and get married to Mm -hmm. i'm like that sounds great and so i asked what are you into? Yeah. You know, like, I'm a big fan of, like, movies and reading, you know. What are, what's your favorite type of hobby? Yeah. And then she writes back, I want to get married. Oh. <laughs> She's like, straight up just looking for it. She's like, I need to be married. I need to be married now. I'm like, now. Oh, like okay. I'm like, I don't I just I need to get to like know that. the baby. Yeah, like, I'm not going to just, I mean, unless you're looking for, like, a green card sort of situation. She? she didn't say. I don't know. She might She might have been. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be fine but with that. But even so, like. My friend Charlie and his husband Scott, 
like they weren't getting married so Scott could get his green card. He was from Canada. But they had to like binders of shit. And they had to like for years like keep going and like proving that they were like in a real relationship and even after they were married for him to get his citizenship. Really? I don't even think he has it still. And that was they got married in I don't know when, but I mean, and Charlie passed two years ago, so I don't even know what that means for his citizenship application. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's bizarre they, as hell. Like, why did they make it so difficult? For people you married, yeah. No, for, like, to become a citizen. Like, I... That seems like a lot. Like, what they've had to go through seems like, like an extra a lot. And I've heard of other people yeah. who are just come over here, get yep. married... No big deal. Get a green card. Just get a green card. Weird. I have no idea. Uh, well, anyways, folks, hi. Yep. We are actually live here right now. I sent out the links to all of our social media's apps. So all yeah, of the so social media We're apps. here. Uh, I am the Vern. I am the Ashley. No, you're just only Ashley. I'm just Ashley. Just Ashley. <laughs> I'm not, right. I don't you're, get a book. You, you, are, you are the one, the only Ashley. The one, the only. Oh, uh, how's your week been? Not. How's your week? I think like, about my date. Not the life. best, dude. No, all right. No, yeah. my kids are. I swear, they want. They're like, secret mission is to like mentally destroy me. Just to destroy everything about mentally. You. Mentally, yeah. Just they day. just want to mentally destroy me. How are they doing this? Like mental oh, powers? Oh, they're just they're no, they're no? just they like. It's it's all about like a power struggle when it comes to getting them girls to school, man. If it's not one one day, it's the next. Damn. It's real rough. That does sound rough. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Hope you can all hear us just fine. Today, I'm sorry to hear about your kids. I they'll, know. They'll That's be out of the house here soon. They'll be don't be worried. They'll be out of the house soon. It's a countdown. No, all right. <laughs> no. No, it'll be fine. It's just some weeks are great and some weeks are not. And I think that's just parenting. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we are recording this in content some studios, but yeah. we are like in a blackened void right now. Yeah, we are. Where are we? Ooh. This is usually Ooh. where I say for cinema recall after dark, but now we actually are in the dark. We are actually in. Well, we've got we've got we, a spotlight, but you're more in the dark. We we are. You know that what's that word like in that the uh, what's that thing in the uh, that show Stranger Things? Oh, the upside down. The upside down. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, the season four trailer came out, and I watched half of it, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to turn it off, because I just wanted to get like a little taste of what it, what like okay. the vibe was going to be, but I didn't want to have any spoilers, so I just watched like half of it, and then as soon as they started going into some more detailed like things, I was like, nope, that's plenty. I got like my little hit. I got my little dopamine hit of Stranger Things. And I'm super excited. It comes out this summer. Where's it set? Do you know where it's set in? What do you mean? What's like the set in? Like, where is it set? Indiana. Okay. Well, like, the third season was kind of set around, like, a shopping mall. Oh, yeah. Um, like, no, it's not, like, in a shopping mall this time. I think you, it's just... Because now they live in two separate towns. Okay. So, because, you know, our Winona Ryder and her son, Will, and then uh, L moved away. Okay. Um, so I think it sets in both towns and then they end up coming together. I'm guessing. I mean, they're going to have to, right? All right. How old are the kids in this one? 14. God damn it. I want the kids to be like in their fifties and sixties. Oh God. You want them to be elderly? Just, yes, I do. 
Just like having them like walking around. Like, remember back in the day when you remember had the powers? Remember back in the day when we had to fight monsters from the netherworld? And it was just these things. Even then it happened, you kids were just on drugs. Yeah, like grandma, grandpa, you making shit up again. <laughs> we heard the story time and time again. We're sick of this shit. Oh. Crazy. Did you watch it? Okay, so you saw the trailer for Stranger Things. Some of it, yeah. Did you watch anything else that was of interest? Um, trailer-wise, you mean? Or, not trailer-wise, or, you know... Um, no, I mean, aside from the movie, we went and saw. Yes, and I would get that. Yeah, sorry, that that's my phone. It, you know, I don't think that ever picks up on the recording. Oh. I think that's only us. Oh, hey, well, hey. You'll get the, the lovely the, feedback weird. Okay, because I had to write this down. Cause I, wrote, I, I watched a few movies this week, and so I would just talk about them really quickly. So I watched a movie called Deep Water. What's on that about? Hulu. It's with uh, Ben Affleck and Ana Damaris, oh. and they play a couple who have, like, this weird sort of, like, cultural relationship. Yeah. Like, he, she has these friends, like, old friends that come around, and it's clear that she's fucking these other men. Yeah. All right? Oh, and Ben sorry. Affleck, huh. Ben Affleck, trust me, I was yawning during the movie, too, so you, you know right away. <laughs> It's it was a, boring. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Ben Affleck knows about these guys, right? And one of her boyfriends comes to town to visit, and they're at a party talking. And the boy, the Antimer's boyfriend's like, "So uh, I heard a rumor that you killed this your wife's old boyfriends." And oh. he lasts it off, but he's like, "You know what? I actually did kill him." Ben Affleck says this. Yes, and so the guys are kind of scared and. He tells Aunt Demir's character, you know, they can't come around anymore because they're scared. And then she freaks out, you know, tells Ben Affleck, you're an asshole. She's just a friend of mine. Why can't you come over here and, you know, have fun? Yeah. So he decides to have him come over. And he sees that those two are getting kind of close again. And small little spoiler folks, yes, he actually is a killer. He's a murderer! But you don't really care. He kills people, and you don't really care if she gets away or not. It's just it's oh. trying to be this sexual thriller, but uh-huh. you don't care for her safety, really. You, you don't really. Care. They don't build up the characters enough for you to give a shit about them. Exactly. Mm. That's and a it, bummer. And it ends in the most weirdest credit sequence. It ends with uh, the littlest daughter. They have a daughter, mm-hmm. and the whole credit sequence is her doing a cover of a BG song. That's strange. It's a very strange movie. Uh, so, and then I also watched one. So after I watched that, I watched we watched Gone Girl. Oh, again with Rosemary Pike and Ben Affleck. I still love that. I read the book. I need to Jillian watch Flynn. it again. It's been a really long time since I've seen it. And she was like abused, right? Or at least you think she is. Yes, there's uh, and by... Beth, a- ben, Beth Affleck. Beth Affleck. Jesus, <laughs> Ben Affleck. Uh, he he's looking for her. Yeah, he she goes missing, right. and you know he gets accused. Doesn't isn't she end up like living in a hotel with a pool, I, right? And somebody breaks in and steals her money. I, is that part of the movie? Yeah, that. Okay, so I'm yeah. thinking of the right movie. Yes, That's you're all. definitely okay. the movie. And the movie's been out for a while, folks. So I'm sorry if we're going to spoil the shit. Uh, but she has a great sequence with um, Dookie Hauser. Oh yeah. Yes. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. And I saw an interview with once because when they shot that movie, mm-hmm. David Fincher had them rehearse the set scene. Oh. So both of them had to go to like this warehouse. <laughs> and fake it. And fake having sets right there. They actually had tried to. Well, go, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like Neil Patrick Harris likes 
men. So, yeah. So I guess, like, you want to make it believable. But so, she started too because she's like, no, I have a husband and yeah. so does he. And we were just trying to do like these different ads, but everyone's being super professional. And, right. All right. So like, all right, pretty cool. Interesting. Still one of the hot set sequences I've, I've seen in a while. There is. Is there a fucking bug in here? Probably I is. I keep seeing it. Uh, that or it's a ghost. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then I watched the new Tessa Chainsaw Massacre. How was it? Ah, not good. But it's got some great gore moments. Well, well you know some, how we feel about gore. That, it but, can be gratuitous, but it can also be really funny. It was That was the only <laughs> best part. Uh, when he goes onto the bus and everyone picks up their phones and says, we're, we're, we'll cancel you, bro. And Leatherface just cuts through him. Yeah, that was hilarious. We're going to cancel you? Yeah, that's... Like, Leatherface gives a shit. <laughs> He's like, well, no! Oh, my Twitter followers! <laughs> well, the story about the new Statistics <laughs> Massacre is about... Is that he's a bully. He's well, been bullied, no, right? No, it's about this group of influencers who come to this small town in Texas. Lame. So they take it over. And then they found one of the residents still has a Confederate flag. Oh. So they go to your home... To say, hey, you don't live here anymore. You need to leave because this is our property. And she's like, she's an older lady who is very sick and old. She's like, I have the paperwork that I can still live here. And they're like, nope, call the cops. And right away, the cops don't even question her. They're like, yep, you're out of here. And so on the way to the hospital, uh, she has this big, huge son that yeah. comes with her. You find out later that's Leatherface. Of course. And the mother dies halfway right. to the hospital and then he gets the rage on his revenge and yeah so how dare they kick mommy out yeah they'll do i'll do exactly she lived there yeah i don't know so uh but then afterwards i went and saw another movie on shutter that was actually really cool called siege siege is about a, a group of these right wing extremists mm-hmm. they go to this gay bar yeah and they kill everyone there, but one manages to escape. Okay. And he makes his way off to another like apartment building, uh, filled uh, with like you no know, socialists and liberals. Yeah. And he hides out there, and the bad guys are just trying to get into the place. And it's a small apartment, and the group of these guys and girls they all they band all, together. They all band together to try to fight these people. It reminds me a lot of that movie Green Womb. I don't. That came out here. I I haven't seen that either. Okay, Green Room is about like this local band. They're playing at a concert that uh-huh. they find out is filled with like neo Nazis. Yeah, and one of them gets I just attacked mm-hmm. or like a bank is attacked, and so they're stuck inside this bar yeah. filled with neo Nazis, and they're just trying to find the way out. So weird. So we gotta be careful of the shows that we do. Oh, uh, holy! No kidding. <laughs> They turn up the lights. It's just a bunch of skinheads. Is that, yeah. Ah! <laughs> uh, excuse me. That was like, that reminds me of a, I have a friend who played a gig. I'm not going to say who it was, but he played a gig and uh, it was at the opening of uh, the new Scientologist church. The, the new one. Well, it There's... was new then. Okay. And uh, like they play the gig and I don't know if they really knew that they were Scientologists or maybe they did. And they were like, well, whatever, it's not a big, it's just a gig, you know, like yeah. they're just playing for a fundraiser. And then like right at the end, if I remember this story correctly, okay. they lock the doors and they, at the end of their gig, the doors get locked Okay. and they're like, they get off stage and then the person that's in charge of the fundraiser comes up and is like trying to solicit 
money. Like we have this goal. We got to make this goal before anybody can leave tonight. Okay. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't get off the stage so the, the band could get their shit and leave. And they kept looking at the band like, we got to raise some money. Like, And my friend was like, oh, absolutely not. We're getting paid for this gig. We aren't donating to you. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, <laughs> I believe oh. he said that they were locked in. Holy shit. I would have been pissed. I would have been, you better open this motherfucking door. I'll tell you what. You'd be a oh, oh, my God. No way. God damn. <laughs> yeah, but he oh. was like, yeah, it was a Scientology uh, fundraiser. Really? Like, that no. is... Hell no. Hell no. That is crazy as hell. I, I, okay. I had gotten some chairs and bolted the door down. You, you no, Trust me, if you need to out place, you are just going to just start bashing heads. I'm going to rage. Rage. Oh, we'll rage on for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking about raging, this is a bad segue. But we actually did go to see a film this last Sunday after Band Yeah, we raged, we raged that film because it was so good. What did we see? We went and saw everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. 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 I, I think I was calling it everything all at once. That's fair. Because I can't, I'm like, wait, no, there's a there's a third part. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It was awesome. Uh, directed <laughs> by the Daniel Brothers, mm -hmm. who brought you Swiss Army Man. Yeah. And my other favorite thing, I know them from... The Turn Down For What music video. Yeah. Which is just, if you watch that video and then you go see the uh -huh. movie. You'll see. It's you'll a very, very, you see the symbiotic nature yeah. of both. Yes. So tell listeners, without any spoilers, what the general premise of the movie okay, is. Okay, the general premise is yeah. uh, this woman, um, she is, it's brought to her attention that she is needed to help save a multi-dimensional, all of the multi-dimensional universes. Yeah. Um, and then she, and how she goes about, uh, figuring out how to navigate and help save the world. Yes. And she's able to access her powers. Yes. Through the memories of, of all the of other... her other dimensional personalities. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, in one reality, maybe she is a professional chef with like really fantastic knife skills mm -hmm. she can tap into that and instantly she has all of these knife skills that she never really had in her life but through this multi-dimensional chain she is able to pull memories from her other selves yeah yeah it's pretty cool that's very cool yeah uh i like the one about the hot dog fingers that was weird uh <laughs> it got a good it got a good chuckle though like the hot dog fingers universe was weird, yes. <laughs> weird. and how it like came about because they go all the way back to like neanderthalic yep and it, it that part is really funny if you go see this movie um just hold out for that little part it's there are some parts of hot dog finger universe where you're like uh, it's like gross, but at the same time hysterical. They managed to make it gross and funny at the same time. They also have a match too by having some gross-out humor with it. And a they lot of gross-out humor. But then also combined with some very heartfelt moments because oh, yeah. especially the sequences with uh, Michelle Yeoh yep. and her daughter. And her daughter, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. In her universe, she has, her and her husband have one daughter. They run a laundromat together. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, 
who was that husband? You you were mentioning me something in oh, the show. Instantly, I knew who it was. The and husband. I heard, I heard I heard you tell the neighbor the two, and I'm like, okay. I tried to laugh about it, like, all right. No, whatever. that was the the kid from the Goonies. That was uh, Data. Data from the Goonies. That the see, minute I the minute I heard his voice, I knew who that was. Because that actor, uh, <laughs> I want to say his name. Daniel yeah, look him up because I can't remember. Daniel I just Laquan there. Oh. I just recognize people from the other things they've been in. Does I, 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 I just know that actor has not been. He has not. Nope. In fact, I just like saw, uh, like, less than a year ago, I saw an interview with him. Sorry. And he, Hugh Kwan, uh, I know him. You know him as Data from the Goonies. Mm -hmm. I know him as Short Round. From oh, from uh, Temple, uh, of Doom? Temple of Doom. Yep. yep. Because I think you were saying that too. Theory, did we tell me that the theory too? I like, don't no have for love, Doctor Jones. No, I wish. You, I, I wish I would have thought of I that. I thought no. you were saying something too. I knew you mentioned something about that character, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I didn't think anything of it. Like, all right, just time ahead. Like, all yeah. right. And then it wasn't until I saw interviews with the cast. Oh yeah. About, oh shit, that's uh, Hugh Kwan. Um, yeah. And then um, the the father. So. Michelle Yeoh is the main character. Yep. Um, her father is played by James Hong. Ja James Hong, yeah. And he, he, he did he die or no? He's still around. He's still alive. He's okay. ninety three. That's right. And but he has just recently got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, right? I believe you. Finally, are after like thousands of movies that he's been in, which is ridiculous to think. Like he's been in. How many movies has he been in? Look it up. Well, like right now, I'm just clicking on his name, and the fucker has just been in, like, yeah, Bitch of a Little China, um, yeah. Blade Runner. I'm just looking up his filmography. I would look it up, but I can't. Uh, so, you know, five Can you wins. just Google how many? Well, I'm just doing Okay, 450 credits. 450. And that's just credited. So, you got to think, like, before he was a main actor, he probably was in some other films. Well, he does like a lot of voice work and yep. he was, TV he's show work. He's the dad in uh, Kung Fu Panda. Okay, yep. He's yep. the duck. He's, yep. also, he's also the dad in Winds World 2. Oh, yeah. All right. He was in the Perfect Weapon. I mentioned Blade Runner before. And I, geez. He's uh, just been in a whole PMI. bunch of things. You'll you'll know his face's name right when you see mm -hmm. him. Just, oh my gosh. Like, I can't even, like, like I said, 450 credits here. I'm not even, like, oh, gosh, damn it. All right. But you know the name. James Hunt, uh, the action in this movie was phenomenal. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh, I found out, is sixty years old. She's sixty. She's sixty. She hot. She's very damn hot. I, I thought know. she was like fifty. Nope. I didn't think she was sixty. She's well, whatever. Sixty. Age is a number, baby. Yeah. Hey, uh, we gotta give a shout out too to Jim Lee Curtis in this movie as well. Hell yeah, she was amazing. Very funny. I liked. Like <laughs> when you first see her, you're like, oh damn. Yeah. Damn, that is Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Like they did some makeup on that woman. They did. They put her in a nice little fat suit right there. Yep. It was you know? really great. She did awesome. I really liked her in this movie. I really thought that her character was super like uh it was like complex because you think like she's just this horrible person. Because she's 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 auditing. She works she's with the an IRS. IRS auditor, yeah. She's gonna audit this poor woman's business because who her and her husband had run this laundromat yep. for several years. Yep, and they're like they're like, this is their last opportunity to get all of their receipts in order. Because mm -hmm. she's been buying, Michelle Yeoh's character has been buying all these different things like hero yeah. machines. and uh, All of these things for her hobbies. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure she's trying to like uh, tap into other things there. Uh, hey, we got a comment here from Hannah. 
Hey, Hannah. Hi, Anna. Hi, Hannah Banana. She That's says, my sissy poo. Hi, sissy poo. She says, I think I'm going to learn something. Well, yes. As Yay! the call, we are quite the educational yes. experience we here. Are not, if we are nothing, <laughs> but if we are not educational. If we are not. Wait, how does that go? We are nothing if not educational. We are edutainment. Edutainment. See? You know, Thank you. Very cool. Uh, so, I... I I'm trying to think of, I don't want to spoil this movie. No, no, don't spoil it. In fact, I would really like to see it again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because there's so much stuff happening in this mm -hmm. movie with all the different universes all that the they access. All of the, yes. And all of the, like the in and out of different universes and the different storylines and plot twists in each tiny variation. It's, it's worth seeing more than once. Yeah. Uh, it's weird too because before we saw this, we saw the ads for the new Doctor Strange that looked great, Multiverse Madness, which I do want to see as yeah. well. I am very curious how both movies tackle the multiverse yeah. thing because interesting, yeah. I've seen this stuff before in that uh Spider Man, yeah, into the Spider Verse, yeah, that was great. That was they did fun. a great job doing that, and I, then yeah, and then No Way Home where the multiple Spider Men came together, yeah. That was cool. Would, would this be a movie you'd recommend to everyone? Abs well, I would recommend it to anybody 16 and older. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, there's up. just some dinglings. There's some flying dinglings. They like to play with the dinglings. Yeah. And I think that's like the a director thing, right? Like, do you think that? Well, because they have, they, they, they like, let's put it this way. The Daniels love to have penises it's just in their movies and i don't it's like comical it's not sexual no it's totally comical um and you don't see anybody's real dingling no. you just and and like literally you when you see these dinglings like they are not attached to people they are free floating free, <laughs> free floating dinglings detachable penis it's a detachable wiener <laughs> oh but yeah i was very kind of surprised by how insightful it was I'll say one thing, the moment with the rocks. Yeah, the rock universe was like serene. Mm. Very, I don't want to, I don't think we should say more about nope. that, but it was very good. I love the way that they tackled the relationship of the two characters that were in the rock world. Yeah. We don't need to say who was no. in the rock world, but I really think they did a really good job. It was really sweet. And uh, also too, that there are moments where I can feel the length a little bit, but at the same time, I never wanted it to end. Mm -hmm. If that's not weird, yeah. Like there's parts of it going on, like oh, because it's told in three parts. Yeah, yep. And, it was two and a half hours, you guys. And when it got to like the second part, oh my gosh, we're still in the second part. And then, and then, and then there, and then you see the third part pop up later, and you're like, oh god, oh god, how much longer are we going to be here? Not because it was, not because we were like desperate for it to end, but you're like, you weren't. I wasn't expecting it to be. Part one, yeah. part two, part three, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We can't have the first two parts being as long as it was when the third yeah. part comes out. The third part. Holy shit, are we going to be here for another hour and yeah, a half no, or so? All right, no, but the no. third part is that's where they wrap it up. Yeah. It's really good. It was. It's really a phenomenal movie. So Hannah says, I need some new material to watch. Well, that's what we're here for, baby. Hey. We're just here to, you know, Come give, on, you some, sissy. give you some new recommendations here and there. And yeah. we got some stuff for you. Uh, but... Let's do this. Well, first of all, before we go, we're still having our contest going on right now. Bymecoffee.com mm -hmm. slash cinema recall. Yes, yeah, cinema recall. Mm -hmm. uh, where you can actually win copies of Spider-Man No Way Home 4K mm -hmm. Blu-ray or two months of the Criterion channel. Absolutely. Uh, 
we are having our uh, <clears throat> sponsor right now, which is ExpressVPN. Mm -hmm. You can go ahead and stream certain things online. You can go see what's going on on New Zealand, Hulu. Yes. Or I still need to. Africa, I still need to Netflix. sign up for that. I haven't done it yet, mostly because I'm a procrastinator. I, I I hear you too. Help I'm help me way. remember because there are things I want to watch on the uh, Australian Netflix. I think I've pointed. I've told yep. you that before, but. I want to check out what else, what other countries are watching. All right. So it's expressvpn.com slash cinema, cinema recall pod. 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 Yep. The pod right there. Yep. Baby. Yep. Uh, and so actually, since I have my things up here now, we actually had a lot of great feedback from our last episode when I had my good buddy, Robbie Sherman. Robbie Sherman, Robbie Sherman. We meet him, talk about the film After Hours. And so just really quickly, I'm going to give a quick shout out to people who are shared our episode. And then we're going to take a small little break, all right? So I have to go potty. Big shout out here to people who actually shared this episode. No special order. I want to thank the podcast that wouldn't die. Woo! Let's chat with Chris Revel, Cinematic Underdogs, Pedestrian at Best, After Movie Diner, Invasion of the Remake, Spy Hearts, that song Spy from that Hearts. movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all from that movie, Anime Talk, Wheel of Horror, Crime Dinner Podcast, uh, Shoot the Flick, The Movie Seller, Your Next Favorite Movie, Crash Down 321 with a 5, Our Own Little Corner of the Geekdom, Broadcast Podcast, Geekdom Fancast. Broadcast? I yep. want to be a part of the broadcast. Yeah, Hit me bro. up, bitch. <laughs> Geekdom Fancast, Shots and Applaud, Grissom Twosome, Ebony. Two, two Idiots and a Dog, and Cheap Seat Reviews. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, and then Infectious Groove, Chris and Christine, Science Fiction Revenant, Mac Pitsy Weirdo Podcast, mm -hmm. Saturday Morning Podcast, and Podtastic Audio. Did you get them all this time? This time I did. So yeah. thank you very much. Thank we're, you. We're going to play a quick ad for um, some other great podcast yeah. shows for audio people, for our weird listeners. Time sorry, out. there's no band this time. Nope. We're all alone. We're going to be, we're, we're leaving the darkness here for a second here. But... We'll be back. All right. We'll be back after these messages. After Do -do -do -do. these messages. We'll, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Nick from the Nick Events Podcast. I want to let you know about a new podcast I'm launching next month. It's called the St. Paul Filmcast, where each week, me and my co-host Dan will pick one classical film to review. We'll also we'll be discussing new films, modern films, new releases, and other aspects film-related. You'll find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can already find our podcast on Twitter, at St. Paul Filmcast, and Instagram. I hope you give us a listen. Thank you very much. On the Vintage Video Podcast, we'll be reviewing every single wide release of the 1980s in chronological order. Over 250 episodes to enjoy and thousands more to come. John enters the store now to order another can of ether. I picture him outside like Homer with the gas hall. <laughs> when for you, when for me. I also like to think about that the kids renew their vow not to talk about the murder. By, by murdering someone. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking a blood oath with someone else's blood. This stuff is seven times more powerful than uranium. And yeah. they, they open up the vault that it's contained in, not wearing any kind of protective nope. gear. Yeah. And it's wooden crates. Wooden crates. It's like the guys in Chernobyl picking up the graphite rocks yeah. and going, nah, because there's rocks. Hugging the elephant foot. <laughs> just like, oh, this thing's smooth. It's so warm. 
He turns to dial the number from the classified ad without even thinking about the numbers. <laughs> we know this because we can hear his thoughts and he's talking about how AJ was right that ninjas are misdirecting him. They're misdirecting him. I really wish that he'd turn to the phone and be like, six, six, five, five. <laughs> Vintage Video. We're rewatching the 80s so you don't have to. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. I'm back, baby. Hey, babies. We're back, hey, baby. Hey, baby, baby. We are Ooh, back. Oh, baby, baby. What did you put in your coffee? I put coffee in my whiskey. Mm. Or did someone put what whiskey in my coffee? I almost bought those uh, mm. those biscuit cookies, <gasps> but, I I did not, you... but I did not. That's a good idea. Because they would have been gone, and I kind of went for the morning there. I know, I would have eaten them all. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you, The Art of Guitar, who says, love what you guys are doing. Thank you, Mike. Oh, that's Mike. Hey, thank you, Mike. Appreciate that, buddy. Uh, so, as you can tell in our description here now, and I probably should mention this before the show, but... Amateur. I am very much an amateur. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, we are actually talking about... Bruce Willis, but before I do that, I have to give a heartfelt shout out to the families of Gilbert Gottfried, who I just found out died today. Aflac. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bummer. Yeah. Brilliant comedian. How old was he? I'm not sure, but yeah, it's just very, I know. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. he, He just died today, of all things. Oh. And um, so, yeah, he was uh, born, died April 12th, but doesn't say how old he was. It's here. Hmm. Nope. Just, yeah, it just says born February 28th, 1955, died April 12th, 2022. Yeah. But he uh, had two kids, a wife, but just brilliant. Uh, yep. He died at 67. All right. Oh, that's that's not very old. Yeah. Very young. And also, last couple episodes, we. Forgot to mention our, our good buddy. Not really. Well, I don't know the guy personally, but Taylor Hawkins. So the food oh, yeah. passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, it just seems like a lot. That of, bummed me out big time. It's uh, one of my. It's like my favorite band. Exactly. Uh, but and then I want to do this episode about Bruce Willis. Oh yeah. Just because I heard about his diagnosis because aphasia, if, right? Yeah. If you haven't heard, Bruce Willis has a mental condition, aphasia. Which I do not know the details it's, of that. Uh, or... It makes it, your brain can no longer process verbal. Um, it can't process words. Okay. So, so we... I think um, I could be wrong, but uh, when you you hear words, they just don't make sense. It's like gobbledy nonsense. Oh, geez. Okay. But I know that they, from what I've read, that they can communicate through pointing to pictures. Okay. It's just the information of words coming out and perhaps also words uh, words coming in sound um, like gibberish. Also, I think they can't verbalize things as well. I, I, I'm pretty sure they can't verbalize either. Jeez. All right. Well, that's rough, mm-hmm. especially for mm-hmm. him as being an actor. Yeah. People know Bruce Willis made through his characters, the people that he played throughout the years. So. Yep. I just really quickly just kind of want to run through some of his filmography right now. Well, and I'm let's going... just start with the with the one that we all know and love. Well, no, we're, we're gonna. I, I'm gonna start. Moonstruck, baby. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Actually, yo. So, I know him first of all 
from Moonlighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Do you remember that show? I, my grandparents used to watch it. Him and Sybil Shepherd. Yep. And um, I really thought that was a cute show, and I think I was only eight or seven. Yeah. When it was on, but I just remember thinking that it was really cute, and I always wanted them to kiss. Yeah. So Moonlighting is about this detective agency. And you find out in the pilot episode that it's actually owned by this rich socialite woman uh, who spent all of her money and she has no funds left left over whatsoever. And uh, so basically she finds that she has like this one detective agency and she wants to shut it down. But then her and Bruce Willis's character, uh, David, uh, some of their, I'm not going to be good at remembering the name of that sh- yeah where the hell was it here where the hell David, is it david oh sorry david addison that, mm. that's the name there so they just solve a bunch of mysteries it, it's been such a long time i remember seeing episodes with my folks as well and yeah. i like their dynamic uh, i like the cases that they solved this is basically Mulder and scully before Mulder and scully yeah but also Mulder and scully minus the aliens yes very much mm-hmm. so and they definitely had uh much more of uh i want to say their chemistry yeah simple shepherd and bruce willis okay but once they did finally get together isn't that when the um the show fell apart i think so yeah yeah all right uh and then right around the same time so before that uh bruce willis has a movie called blind date do you remember this one nope all right so blind date had him and kim basinger and bruce willis is basically told to go on a blind date with this woman and when she gets drunk, that's when you used to watch out. Because what happens to her when she's drunk? When she's drunk, then she just things like she starts breaking things and she starts saying he's going out with this girl <laughs> to basically kind of like uh for, for his boss. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie, and I'm probably getting the plot description wrong with this. Uh, but he's doing this as a favor for his boss. He's like, all right, I'll take this girl Fine, out. Fine, I'll dates take here. him basing out. <laughs> I guess. But it's a like one horrible thing after another. So that that was I should watch that. Dates. Actually it does sound kind of funny. Like it, it does sound like it it's would kind of be a kind of a fun little flick. Yeah, so it's over there. A workaholic needs a date for dinner with the new important clientele and but his brother sets him up lead to disaster <laughs> sweet so yeah that was that i love a good disaster movie oh, dating disaster that, that was that case right there and then after he did like blind date and he did a movie called sunset uh bruce willis got a big break and die hard mm-hmm. which was fabulous and the weird thing too is that i've known bruce willis as being a comedic actor because he was basically the comic foil the Sybil Shepherds. Yeah. Sybil Shepherd played the straight woman. She was the straight woman and he was the fall guy. He was the fall guy. Was yeah. the, the guy has all the best, best yep. one-liners. And around this time... <laughs> he really was. But around this time, too, Bruce Willis had his uh, sit-in career. Brutal. Oh, that's right. Oh. If you don't know this, look this up. He actually had a song called Respect Yourself. Mm. Which is the that... 80s. They what... were like, anybody can be a singer in yeah. the 80s. Eddie Murphy, come on down. Come on, baby. You, know, you do your shit right there, buddy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then, so, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. John McClane. Fabulous. Do, do you remember the first time you saw Die Hard? Um, I must have been maybe 11 or 12, maybe. When did it come out? No, 88. 
Yeah, I don't think I saw it when I was eight. Um, I probably saw it when I was 11 or 12, though. Yeah. My dad probably, we probably watched it. Um, I honestly, I don't remember. It's not like I'm like, I remember. I remember we were in my dad's living room. No, but I do remember watching it. And I thought, I really liked, well, because I like movies like that. And I also like like Lethal Weapon, like where the like detective is like he's like quippy mm -hmm. and like snarky and funny. So, yeah. yeah, I liked those movies. Those were fun. I remember watching this at around Christmas time. Mm. And it is a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. And I was with my boats. They rented it. And I just remember just being just completely engaged with the story. I had no idea it was an action movie. Yeah. I just thought it was a guy. Trying was, to save his family on Christmas. Yeah, this guy's coming to visit his wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she changed her name back to her... Uh, maiden name. Maiden name. Yep. And so I was just really getting involved. <laughs> And the story of these two, all right, wait, what's happening? Are they getting back right. together or not? What's the deal? And then he got this terrorist come in. Yeah. What to fuck everything up. Yep. Got to ruin it all. And he's just got to... Actually, when I first watched it for the first time, I thought Argyle was going to be our main hero. The limo driver. Oh. <laughs> like, I know they introduced Bruce Willis' character in there, but then they would introduce Argyle. I'm like, oh, wait. Maybe Argyle's going to be our main guy in this. Mm, no. So, uh, but this movie also introduced me to the late, great Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. Good Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. So I don't know if my buddy's watching this, but my buddy, uh, uh, Josh Poole, who was on our Transformers retrospect. Okay. At the time, his dad looked like Hans Gruber. Oh, no. It had the beard and everything. Yeah. It was like a combination of like Cat Stevens meets. Oh, God. Hans Gruber. It was that's, yeah. that's a good combination. Yeah, it just that's us. Kind of like a sexy slash creepy combination. Like, but <laughs> it had the same haircut uh -huh. and the same beard as Hans yeah. Gruber. That's and I'm funny. thinking, is your dad faking his accent? Does he right. not have like some sort of German accent or anything? But he and, must. Yeah. Uh, but freaking brilliant. I love fucking Die Hard. Uh, but it's worth it too. I remember Die Hard two. I never that, saw that. Oh, that's good. Oh. Die Hard 2 that came out in 1990. That was the first R-rated film I saw in theaters. Oh, Vern was growing up, you I, guys. I was. I was feeling very cool about that. Uh, but around the same time, while he was doing Die Hard 2, uh, Bruce Willis was the voice in a very famous movie from the 80s. Can you name the movie? Look Who's Talking. Yes. Yes. As the voice of Mikey the Baby. Mikey the Baby. Yep. And I loved that movie. I thought that movie was so clever. And so funny. That yeah. was such a good movie. Like when it came out, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> Who thought of this? This is great. Yeah, yeah. I know it's uh, directed by Amy Hertelin and uh, Christy Alley from Cheers. Do you want to wear this little, this little outfit? <laughs> it's a little lamb outfit. No, it's pronounced lame. Yep. Lame. Uh, it's a movie that <laughs> I know I laughed hysterically when I first saw that. And I definitely got to go back again. Mm -hmm. I know the sequel is kind of dipped in quality. Mm. Uh, Wasn't on... Um, Abe Vigoda played yes. the grandpa, right? Who, who is the same age in every movie saw. He is. <laughs> Regardless. Seriously, watch him in Lucas talking and then watch him in like The Godfather. I uh -huh. swear to God, the same, guy. Same age. You know is, that, he, well, is he on now? I don't think so. Does, is that website still around? If it goes to live, probably. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I wonder if that website still exists. Also, is Abe Vigoda still alive? Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, if he, he's, he's like, he's a vampire. He's like 132 years old. All right. Now, now you made me want to look. Yeah. Also, it. look up Tub Girl. No. No. <laughs> don't, do, don't do it. Wait. Uh, we're trying to wait. No, no, he, he died in January 26, 2016. Oh. Okay. All right, P. Abe. But goddamn, born in 1821 and mm. died in 2016. So, damn, that guy lived a long-ass yeah, life. Yeah, he did. Holy shit, dude. All right, well, good on you. Uh, so, after this, after he made the, the Lucas talking movies, he did a movie called The Bonfire of the Vanities. Never saw it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you one funny thing about this movie. So, this is one of the most expensive movies ever made. Really? They spent a whopping twenty-eight million on a shot of an airplane landing. Why? There's a there's a YouTube show, uh, Patrick H. Williams, that kind of talks about it. Mm-hmm. Just because they need to get the certain camera for it, and they had to get the rights to shoot at this airport. Oh boy! Because most movies they'll just do like stock footage mm-hmm. of an airplane. Nope, so not this one. This one's where I go all out. Uh, it's a Brian De Palma film. It had Tom Hanks in it and Michelle. Of, uh, Good old T. No, Hanks. no. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks and Melanie Griffith. And the movie's about after his mistress runs over a young black teen, a Wall Street hotshot sees his life unravel in the spotlight and attracts the interest of a down and out reporter mm-hmm. by Bruce Willis. And it was the last time that a big studio spent that much money on an, you know, an mm-hmm. adult. R-rated, you know, mature Maybe. feature with actors talking, not just using special effects, right? But just the actors involved, and then you're shooting in Wall Street, and you're uh, uh, actually when they want to shoot in actual courthouses, mm. and then you get mm-hmm. a bunch of lawyers and judges want to be part of the movie, yep. And then their fees, and there's a whole book about it called The Devil's Candy mm-hmm. about the making of this fiasco, and it's pretty fascinating. Did the they pro- make their money back? No. <laughs> I no, knew that was coming. This movie was a huge flop. flop but yeah. everyone's saying, oh, this is based on this prestigious book that won all these awards. We're going to be like the next Gone with the Wind or something like that. They're just betting all these Four big things. Four choices were made. They thought they were going to get all these like Oscar nominations. Oh, and they that's put too bad. all this money into it. And then it just became like a big flop. And, Yikes. Yeah. Bruce Willis was one of the reporters. No of bueno. that. Yeah. Nothing with that. Mm-mm. Saw the movie. It. Was all that great? Yeah. Uh, the book would be fascinating, except that it just goes through every single detail to oh. the point where like, I don't need to know about the main grips, his backstory. Right. I don't need to know about his family history. Okay. Right. Just, just tell me the story no about the, the movie. Yeah. It's a fucking long book. I started listening to an Audible, and I had to stop it because I just couldn't get into it anymore. Uh, I'm gonna skip a couple of these Snooze right here. Town. Yes. One of my other ones on here that I bring up here is Hudson Hawk. I never see that with uh, him and Danny Aiello. It's uh, done by the same director who did Airheads, okay, and Heather's, okay, Michael Lehman. And it's about a cat burglar played by uh, Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello mm-hmm. who are hired to basically steal this statue for these criminals. And the statue is connected to Leonardo da Vinci who has this device oh. that would give power mm-hmm. to the bad guys. And it actually has, like, uh, Sandra Bernhard in there and Andy McDowell. And the great thing, too. Andy McDowell? Yeah, from Groundhog's Day. The cool thing about From these, Multiplicity? Yes, multi, Multiplicity is Andy McDowell. <laughs> and the cool thing about these burglars is that when they do a heist, 
they timed their heist <clears throat> to show tunes or songs. Oh my God, so that's they, amazing. They do a whole heist to, uh, you know, Would You Wish Upon a Star? Would that's you, amazing. Carrie, you know, uh, all right. Would you like to swing on a star? star? Carrie Moonbeam's home in a jar and be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face. Is something is a terrible disgrace. Yes, that's a great song. Yeah, so they do their whole heist. And you hear the whole song as they're doing they're, it? They're singing the oh, song. That's the jam. I got to see this movie doing this. now. And it's, it's, it's great for that moment. It's just after they complete their first heist mm -hmm. is where I think the movie kind of falters a little bit. Yeah. But I still think it's a fun watch. I remember this movie that me and my friends watched like a lot of times. Growing up, uh, shout out to uh, Dave Poyas mm. and uh, Kim Waltini. Oh, gee. Because I know they watched them there. Uh, oh. You're down with OMP. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Dylan Snyder just joined us. He says, Hello. Scott here and heard Andy McDowell. Yes. Not, not Andy, <laughs> Annie. Oh, no, not fucking. Sorry. Andy McDowell? No. A Andy. Yes, Andy McDowell. You're yeah. right. Just it's Andy. Andy. It is Andy McDowell. Yeah. Yeah, Andrea. Okay. Yep. You're right. Yeah. So, Hudson Hawk. I still think that one's a fun flick. Not uh, even, actually, I'm going to watch that, I think. I, I, I think it's on Netflix. Oh, right on. Should still be on Netflix. This was last time I checked. Um, okay. Uh, and the other one, big one I want to bring up here is uh, Death Becomes De Her. I was just going to say, when is Death Becomes Her popping up? Let's go. Death Becomes Her. I loved that movie. That movie was so good. Meryl Streep. Yes. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Who play these older women. They play these women who were kind of like uh, fighting over the same guy. Who is Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yes. And apparently he's like this passive surgeon. And both uh, Goldie Hawn mm -hmm. and Meryl Streep, they're getting they, older. Yeah, and they, they want to preserve their youth. So they end up finding this witch that gives them a... Uh, and she's a hot ass witch. She's not like your backwoods old yeah. lady witch. She's like is, is top it, notch. Isabella Rosalini. Isabella oh, yeah. Rosalini. Rosal Rosalini. Rosalini. Thank you. Yeah. And well, we all know she's fabulous. And they they each get a serum. Yep. But they are to be very careful because even if you incur injury that would kill you, you will not die. Yeah. You have take, to be careful. She says, take good care of yourselves. Yeah. Take your carry bodies. Mm -hmm. And and they proceed to not yep. do such a thing. And it just got really great effects. I loved it. God. Oh, I would and love to do that for a Halloween costume. Oh, that sequence where her head gets turned around? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Are, are you to find a way to do the hole in the stomach? The hole in the stomach, yep. That she has there. The special effects in this one are great. I remember mm -hmm. watching this one with my family. And I remember Robert Smetis was doing this around the same time he was doing a lot of the Tales from the Crypt oh, yeah. episodes. And Death Becomer feels like an extended mm -hmm. Tales from yeah. the Crypt episode. Yeah. Just like a longer one that he did. That was there. such a good movie. I, uh, I I did watch that one again recently. It still holds up to this day. The effects are great. The comedy's great. And Bruce Willis in this, he plays like this very nebbish, nerdy guy. Yes. This milk toast person who, first of all, he's dating, I think, uh, Goldie Hawn's character in the first, beginning of the movie. Yes. And he's turned over by Meryl Streep. It's just love because Meryl Streep is like this famous actor yep. and whatnot. And Goldie Hawn plays like this grumpy housewife. But apparently both Goldie Hawn's character and Meryl Streep, they're like, we're friends throughout high school. They knew mm -hmm. each other very well. And when Meryl Streep- Their Streep's... characters in the show or no, in no, real life? No, 
their their characters in real life were like somewhat like enemy friend frenemies. Oh, okay, they, gotcha. they, they they knew each other, uh, and then once Mel Streep saw that Goldie Hawn's character was dating this plastic surgeon, she's they she got jealous. I like, well, I'm gonna get my hands on this guy because right. this guy will make me gotcha. look good mm-hmm. no matter what, and so. Bruce Willis leaves going on for her. Yep. And then chaos and, ensues. And then, well, then later on, too, uh, Meryl Streep starts to get older. And then going on comes to with the, like, the new facelift and everything. Yep. And uh, I'm not going to say much more than that, except that uh, Meryl Streep gets jealous. Then they both find Then she finds about the serum. Yep. And then, I mean, we could spoil it. I, I uh, it's like, very old, but see it. It's good. If you haven't seen it, see I feel it. like I could just go through this whole filmography of fucking plot by plot. Yeah. Well, let's not. There. Okay, so that's up <laughs> here. It's not four people. Uh, and then 94, uh, Bruce Willis was in Pulp Fiction. Ah, uh, yeah. Teaming up again with uh, John Travolta from Lucas Talking. Yep. Uh, but apparently, I don't think they actually worked together. In I don't movie. think they were in the same scene ever. I don't think in any mm-hmm. movie. I might be wrong. Maybe when we go through the stuff there, maybe there is. Uh, but Bruce Willis had the second story of Butch. He's mm-hmm. a guy with the gold watch. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to escape from these criminals because he was supposed to throw a fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he didn't do and that. He, didn't. he yep. actually ended up like killing the other guy. Yeah. And so all these gangsters are after him. Yep, for blowing their, for their blow- gambling money. Their gambling yep. money. And so he's trying to escape. He's got his girlfriend. And on the morning of their escape, he finds out that his dad's gold watch is missing. His girlfriend, Fabian, was supposed to bring it. She didn't do it. Right. And so he has to go back and get the the watch back. And just things don't work out for him. Nope. In a way. No uh, but he does end up having to be a great little hero. There's that great sequence after both him and Marcellus Waltz is captured. And he's going through all the weapons Mm -hmm. to try to escape the bad guys. Uh, I just remember that sequence being probably the most, like, intense moments. And I actually feel the audience gasping in the theaters. And every time I saw I saw Pulp Fiction at least eight times in theaters. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is a lot, Fern. Yeah, very much so. Me and my – shout out to my uh, buddies uh, Mike, Mike Brady, and Adam Kelly. We watched that movie in theaters, like, every other week. Oh my gosh. To the point where we were just like reciting it line from line. Did you have uh, angry people behind you telling you to shut up? Oh, no. no. <laughs> we were seeing it loud there, but we were just kind of just talking to ourselves about it. We just kind of knew what to say. Yeah. And we made it to an event. Like when that movie came out to home video, I think Adam was the first one to buy it. And we're yeah. like, all right, we're going to watch this. Yep. And then it came on network TV. Oh. With all the language removed and changed yeah. it, like oh, so we went to Mike's house to watch the edited version. I think we actually, <laughs> I think we went over to Aaron Hansen's house to watch it for real to watch the oh edited version gosh. just to see how they changed it. Like uh, that's cool. That scene where uh, Jules is in the apartment with the people, he's yeah. like, and the original like, say what, say what, motherfucker, I dare you, I dare you, I double dare you, motherfucker. What? 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 And the TV editor like, say what, say what I did, my friend, my friend, <laughs> MF. Oh. And then say it again, my friend. My friend, but yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, but that's Pulp Fiction. Love it. Uh, and uh, after that, he had a movie called Color of Night. Never stop. Right. Color of Night is a sexual thriller. He plays a psychologist, and he's got like this group of people who are off and whatnot. I guess you, 
there'd be a different word for them, but the nineties they were just called crazies. Mm-hmm. All right. Nowadays you can't use that word. No. They would have like different words, and he's because they had different afflictions. So he's a psychiatrist who's visited his friend, and his friend's got this group of like people there, and his friend's played by Scott Bakula. Oh, good old Scott B. And Scott Bakula gets murdered. And mm-hmm. so these people have no one to take care of them. Mm. So Bruce Willis is trying to find out who killed his best friend and also care for these other people. And one of the, uh, I guess, one of the people, the crazies, I, I, I use that word. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, but the, one of the the um, patients. Patients. Played by Jane March, a very attractive Jane March. Mm-hmm. And the two of them just, you know, <clears throat> start having romantic. Hit it off. And, but yet there's this crazy person who's killing off. Oh, okay. And cool. you try to find out who it is. So, yeah. Uh, what time do we got? Oh, we're, we're, we're getting towards. Are we getting towards? We're, we're getting towards. Uh, the hot ticket items? The hot ticket items. Yes, we're all right. So, moving up here, uh, got to talk about 12 Monkeys. Like, God, I don't know if I saw 12 Monkeys, to oh. be honest. 12 Monkeys came around the same time. He In the 90s, Bruce Willis was everywhere. You know, he was in Nobody's Fool. He had segments in four rooms. He uh, shot Die Hard with a Vengeance, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably my favorite of the Die Hard films. I love the first one, but I think the third one just has that going power. Nice. Plus, you add Samuel Jackson into that. Oh, yeah. And my friend. It has more than that right there. <laughs> I'm just going to start. Listen up, my friend. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. But, oh, uh, 12 Monkeys, Terry Gilliam film. It's a... Uh, so... Bruce like a Will- crime no, 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 no. It? It, no, 12 Monkeys, it said the future where this disease has made everyone go underground. Oh. And the only thing that's left in the upper ground is the animals. So they established time travel. So Bruce Willis has got to go back into the past to find out how the disease got started. Oh, yeah, I'm not interested. But it's got... You uh, lost me at what? Oh, it's, the underground people. It's really good. And it's got Malin Stowe. It's got Bruce Willis. No, no, not Bruce Willis. It's got uh, um, Brad Pitt. Who is probably his best performance ever? I mean, I knew as, Brad Pitt was in it. Yeah, but but probably one of the best like time travel movies. And really? He, he didn't spend the whole time underground. I'm saying that's <laughs> just where it starts at. This group of society living underground because of this major disease. He's got to go back in time to the past okay. to find out how well, the disease happened. They made a TV series about this. Mm. Not saying that you have to do that shit, but well. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Dylan uh, Dylan J. Schlender of the Wheels of Justice says Hudson Hawk will be on the Wheels of Justice this Thursday. Sweet. So I'm very excited about that. All right. Uh, get to his other features here. All right. Uh, then he also was in probably my other favorite sci-fi film of all time, The Fifth Element. Yes. Excellent. Multipass. Multipass. Yes, we remember about the filament. Hmm? What do you remember about the filament? Um, he was a taxi driver. Yep. Um, Lilu, Lilu, Lilu. Yep. She was. I don't. I forget where she came from. She was like some. She was the supreme being. Oh yeah, but where did they find her? Because she escaped, and ends up in with uh, Bruce Willis. Because she's uh, part of that uh, big statue. Oh yeah. That they bring there. So. Well, I mean, I've seen it. I love, I love it. I just, I haven't seen it in so long that I can't, like, I can, I know, like, they're, they're, he's trying to save her. 
Okay, yep. From being caught by whatever, the people in charge. Carrie that Oldman's weird back. guy, yeah. the Gary Oldman guy. Yep. Um, there's the blue gal who's the singer. There's a uh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> what's the guy? The guy. The um uh, not Chris but, but, Rock. Uh, oh, 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 uh, you know, you're not uh, uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Ruby yes. Rod. Ruby Rod. Yeah, I liked that movie. I should watch it again, though, because I feel like I should really know more about the plot, which I I just am, I'm failing, you guys. I'm sorry. No, it's good. No, I mean, you, Bruce Willis plays a taxi driver, and he gets involved in this race against time to save the uh, supreme being. But, mm -hmm. you, but, used to, but Bruce Willis used to be this uh army guy this very big fighter and apparently they have to find this woman at this there's a whole thing going on there's like the end okay it's about the end of the world there's this big dark forces coming to take over the world and everything and they have to find these five stones and they have to find the supreme being the infinity save the stones world. the infinity stones no, not the fucking infinity stones <laughs> <laughs> But when I saw, but the three stones, it's definitely like a Captain Planet sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Air, yep. Fire, wind, water, earth, heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's the ingredients that they mm. need right. to unlock this creature. So I'm not quite sure if mm. a Captain Planet inspired this movie, or if this movie inspired, inspired Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. Yeah. No, nah, probably the other way around. Captain Planet was here first. I probably was right there. But yeah, it's just got these great characters. Uh, Luke Besson directed this film. Uh, it was good. A lot of, Mila Jovovich played Lilu. Oh, good old Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Just... I also loved her in uh, Zoolander. Oh, that's right. She was uh -huh. that. Okay. I loved it. Oh, so geez. good. All right. Let's go on here. And then after that, it plus Bruce Willis was rocking the blonde hair. Mm hmm. Hey, look good. And a bit there. Uh, they had guest spots on Mad About You and a movie called The Jackal, uh, which is which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Jackal's good. He's playing a bad guy. He plays an assassin. Uh, Mercury Rising. Yeah. Whole Nine Yards. Featuring, yep. Uh, so, you know. Uh, Where's that in the list? Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Armageddon. Yep. I which, said that really weird. Armageddon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon, you girls. But that's not what big roles are there. Okay. Now we can do the big ones here. The Sit Sense. Mm. Good. Yes, very good. That was so, <laughs> plot twist. Although I was that plot twist was ruined for me. By who? By good friend Adam. Adam and, and Mike Kelly. Yeah, the Adam and Mike both ruined that movie for Those me. Dickheads. <laughs> uh, all right, now we get into one of your choices here. The the whole nine yards. Thank you. So I love that movie. Amanda Peet. Uh, the guy who played Chandler on Friends. Tell, what's his name? My brain is failing me. Uh, Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. So um, Matthew Perry mm -hmm. and Amanda Peet yep. are married. Yep. And they get a new neighbor, Bruce Willis. And Amanda Peet is obsessed with him because she recognizes that he is he is a um, hitman yep. uh, living in their neighborhood. And... Uh, I forget how they get wrapped up. Matthew Perry and Amanda Peet end up getting wrapped up in um, a, a hit or I forget exactly how that, how they get wrapped up with his um, assassin plot. 
It's been a long time since yeah. I've seen the movie. I should watch it again. It's really good. I really I, liked it. I own the movie, and it's been years since I watched it. And I'm looking at images from the movie, and it's reminded me of that Steve Martin, uh, Rick Moranis feature, uh, My Blue Heaven, even though it's nothing like that at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about the dynamics between Matthew Perry mm. and uh, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. But it's a much more hard edge, and Bruce Willis definitely plays like a much more hardcore character yeah. than Steve Martin is. It's, but he's not, though. I know. He's like a sweetheart. He's very much a nice guy. Which is why it's kind of funny yeah. because, yes, his job is to be a an assassin, but he's like really into cooking, if yeah. I remember. Exactly. <laughs> that's like his passion is culinary arts. Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dylan just said real quickly here uh, that Chris Tucker steals the show in Fifth Element. Yes, he does. I agree with that. Probably my favorite part. And Jack Black is in the movie The Jackal, which I totally forgot oh. about. Probably one of his first features there. So, oh, Jack Black. Very, very cool. Uh, all right. So, getting to the end here. As I tell you, getting to the end. Well, I just, you know, I'd be patient before. I'm just trying. I can't remember all this fucking things that Bruce Willis has done to the top of my head. I'm just kind of going through his main features here. I know he has a lot of cameo appearances in movies. Uh, oh, a movie that I remember him most in was, was Sin City. As oh, that's right. Uh, he plays the guy who's trying to save the little girl from Nick Stahl's character, mm-hmm. who's like this uh, child rapist and murderer. Mm-hmm. And he saves the little girl. Uh, but that was he a gets, good movie. He gets shot. And then years later, he actually goes and finds out where she's living. Uh, older woman played by uh, Jessica Alba. Alba, yep. Yeah. Yep. Very cool feature. Uh, he's had one of the stories there. The filmography and- of that was really... Oh, visually stunning. Very much so. Mm-hmm. All done like black and white, uh, comic yeah. book style. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, oh, what what kind of what kind of comic do they call that? Graphic novel. Like, yeah, graphic it, novel. Very style, much yeah. uh, uh, Harkin Bats like film noir. Yeah. And I have like a special edition of it on DVD, and it comes like with a comic book version of Neat. one of the stories. And the panels that you see in the comic book are basically storyboards. For the movie itself. That's pretty cool. Like they use like each frame of that storybook as frames of the movie itself. And that was just pretty badass. That's pretty awesome. Uh all right. And, and then uh after that, uh see now. There's not really that much to mention. Maybe a few right here, like uh He was in over the hedge. Don't remember that. That way he did a um it was a child's movie. It was uh Avril Lavigne. Um there was a whole litany of um of famous people, uh, William Shatner, Avril Lavigne. Okay, o- over the hedge. Okay, yeah, he played with RJ. Let's see. Yeah, he was the main character. He was a raccoon, and they're uh, they wake up. These group of animals wake up from uh, hibernation, and they are no- their woods are now a home development. Okay. Um, uh, Gary Shanlin, William yep. Shatner, Nick Nolte, Allison Janney. All right. It's very funny. Okay. Uh, Steve Carell plays the the squirrel, um, and that's actually the squirrel. I think is one of the best parts of that movie. He ends yeah. up um, drinking like a, an energy drink, and he goes so fast, everybody else is in slow motion. It's okay. hysterical. Oh damn! Okay, yeah, that right. part's really funny. Well, shit. All right, I will keep. You that. should watch it. It's really funny. I'll, I think you'd really enjoy. it. I will keep that in mind. They're okay. Uh, they did probably one of the last few Die Hard movies. There, he was in that film Red, which I actually really enjoy. Um, and then I'm just kind of going through the rest of stuff that we did now. It's like 2014, 
Uh, and then, yeah, just a, a bunch of directed videos. Uh, the only big movie I saw, the only big like theatrical movie I saw him in was the Moonrise Kingdom. I never saw that. Was Anderson's Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, he plays the, uh, I guess, police chief detective. Um, yeah, that's hmm. all I remember. The big huge cast. And I thought he was good. It just felt very weird for Bruce Willis to be in this very quirky Wes Anderson feature. But mm. Bruce Kingdom is about uh, two young people who uh, fall in love and they decided to flee their New England town. It caused a whole search party trying to find them. Oh, yeah, because they they're, they wanted to move. Oh, they're oh they're, they're that 12. makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, uh, two people fall in love and want to move, and the town freaks out. Yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> twelve. They're yeah. twelve. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. that, uh, that's all coming together. It's coming together, you guys. Coming... I suppose you could have led with that. Sorry. Bury the lead. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why was it big deal with the move? Why like, don't they want them to leave? That's that sounds so wrong. Uh, and then yeah, that's uh, and I. Bunch of the movies here that he did, like directed video. Uh, but throughout his years, the guys had very much iconic performances. Uh, Corbin oh, yeah. Dallas, um, uh, John McClain, um, even like uh, with features now, uh, the guy played in the sixth sense. He had like this very range of like dramatic acting mm -hmm. and comedy and, and comedy as yeah. well. Uh, I think for a dramatic acting, 12 Monkeys is probably. One of his best right. dramatic. Well, maybe roles. I'll check it out. All right, it's uh, very good. He, plus, he just does things that I would not expect Bruce Willis to do. He kind of took. Wait, the, the guy is not afraid to like take chances. You sure, know? he could be that buffoon guy from Death Becomes Her. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, he could be the action hero we mentioned before, and he could play a crazy, uh, crazy assassin and the jackal. Um, yeah, just. Bird stuff, and I forgot about his. Uh, I guess he was in Death Spots and Bad About You, and also Friends. I, I know he was in Friends, I remember that. Did he date like Monica's character in that? Mm. I don't remember who he dated or in Rachel, that. probably one of those two right there. Uh, I think he dated Rachel. No, yeah, I could be wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure he dated Rachel, probably right there. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of kind of like. It feels weird because he's still around. Yeah, not but he just won't dead. be acting anymore, which is a bummer. Yeah, but at the same time, too, I mean, you go into this filmography, I mean, uh, well, he, he does have a bunch of movies that are, are like in post-production. Oh, all right. That have finished. So he has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, about seven, eight movies. Oh, okay. So we've, we, we haven't seen the last no. one. No. But we will. But but yes. these will be the last ones, most the, most definitely. These will be the last ones he does too. Uh, I just remember, the only thing I remember about Bruce Willis was his relationship with D.B. Moore. Of course. And then later on, she left him for Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah. But and they, they were still friends? They were friends, and they like like had a com combined like family dynamic where everybody got along, which was fucking refreshing. Yeah. That was really nice. And I was thinking, wait... Did like did I have a feeling too that Bruce Willis and to me more met Ashton Kutcher like a sort of sweeteners events? <laughs> Probably. And knows. like, you know, he like came to bed, like Demon Moore was like, try and do this younger guy here, you know, and I will trade off you can have like a different woman yeah. here too. And they just kinda like and then Bruce Willis like, All right, baby, you can be with Ashton Kutcher, but I gotta watch. 
Yeah. Oh, ew. Don't get weird. <laughs> Do we that got weird real quick. Uh, all right, babe. All right, darling. Okay, babe. <laughs> like, actually, I want to marry him instead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. All right. All right. That's crazy. All right. Any other kind of follow thoughts on the Bruce Willis? You know, even though I made things um, creeping weird. Yeah, after he made things creeping weird. You know, um, I'm going to miss seeing him in films. I really, I really enjoy his acting. I, I like every movie I've seen him in, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. So it's kind of a bummer that, you know, we won't be seeing more movies from him after the ones that are wrapping or post-production right now, but um, it's a bummer. Um, I don't think this is a, yeah. an affliction that you can get over. I think this is just unfortunately going to be his, his normal, which sucks. It's sad. All right. Real quickly, though, I am going to give some quick shouts to people who did meet commentary on our Twitter page. Let me page put on my glasses. And on our, the uh, on our Twitter. So, Coffee After Dark said, Die Hard 3 with a Vengeance. All right. Thank you. Monjor, I'm going to put your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Monjor Dinner Coin said, Looper. Oh, I told you guy he was in Looper. Oh, Looper. That was a good movie. We were, I liked that movie. Oh, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Time travel feature with him and uh, Jordan Gordon Levitt. Yes. Joseph yep. Gordon Levitt. Okay. All right. I always think we once and watch again. Good day to podcast. Uh, just reply. I already know her. Oh, Carlo at the movie Loot said Die Hard, Pulp Fiction, Twelve Monkeys. Thank you, Carlo. Screeners podcast says favorite favorite movie of Bruce Willis has to be a tie between Die Hard and The Sixth Sense. Probably the most underrated film of his would be Hearts War with Colin Farrell and Terrence Howard. I know nothing about Hearts War. I apologize immensely. Uh, the podcast that wouldn't die said, obviously Die Hard, Pulp Fiction, and The Sixth Sense. But I also love The Last Boy Scout and Armageddon. I can't believe I forgot to mention The Last Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout cool. was one of my favorite movies. Damon Wayans, uh, written by Shane Black. Uh, Bruce Willis has some of the best one-liners there ever. Got a very young Daniel Harris in there. Hello, Turtles. Get out of here. <laughs> Get back into the shadows where you belong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh, you uh, see me. Mom, about this here. All right. Can you see me? No, through there. Yes, I can see you. Be quiet, please. Oh, we did. Okay. Jesus. Game for a movie podcast said, Die Hard is my answer, but I asked to my pod mates, and all the top rope answers from Jill was voice and spike in the Rourke Rats Go Wild. He's voice of the dog. Oh. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, Student Trader said unbreakable. Oh, duh. Probably, we didn't even bring that one up. It's much, I I can't believe I forgot about unbreakable, but I mentioned this I love sense. that movie. That movie was like really. That movie was excellent. And then um, Glass and. Uh, oh, uh, Split. Uh, split. Yeah. What was great about Unbreakable Good. is that it becomes a superhero movie at the end. Yeah. You had no idea. No. It was a superhero origin at story. At first, you're just like, how is this guy still alive? Yeah. So that was just, okay. Oh my God, how did we forget? I thank forgot, you. Thank you so much for that. See, that's why I read these oh comments on here. So our listeners are like, these people are on like, top hello? of this shit right there. Hello. So thank you very much, Skin Trader. All right. Uh, then Kurt Smith says, Die Hard has great action mm -hmm. and some great moments of comedy. And Bruce Willis shined as John McClane. Hell yeah. All right. Add to Era Wrestling Review Podcast. That's a ton twister. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. I know the original is a better film. 
but I can't help liking three more. I agree. Uh, just three just has that nonstop. It feels like you're watching an adventure serial. It's just like one thing happens to another. And it, nice. just, it starts with an explosion and it just goes nonstop. The MSV podcast says this it sense. And mm-hmm. I seem to be the only person in the world who loved North. North. Uh, with uh, it's about that kid. Uh, uh, I, think, I think it's like Elijah Wood who's trying to do divorce his parents. Oh. And then uh, Bruce Willis plays his mentors like this talking bunnies oh. wearing this bunny suit. Rob White. Interesting. Film. Okay. It's supposed to be rated as the worst movie ever made. And wasn't he in the movie The Kid too? Yes, he was. That's a Disney flick. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, every rom-com says my favorite Bruce Willis movie is 12 Monkeys. He brings such realism and emotion to the role and makes you believe he's really from a post-apocalyptic future. Great performances from Madeline Stowe and Brad Pitt as well. Well, you guys talked me into it. So, And then the favorite TV movie club podcast says, Beth here, I would say my favorite in all his body of work is Moonlighting. Not a movie, but it was a great show, and I'm glad Bruce Willis has entertained us for 40-plus decades in many medium. 40-plus years. Thank you, Beth. Yes. That's four decades. Four decades. Yes. 40-plus decades. 40-plus <laughs> decades would be I, 400 I'm, years. I'm just reading what wrote the notes here. I thought here. maybe you... I thought you messed up. Sorry. I, I, maybe I wrote that wrong, too. All right, so... Sorry. Sorry. Binge Lord dances. I've always been personal to Hudson Hawk. Bruce at maximum charisma and just an overall fun romp. Uh, the Men Who Watch Movies podcast says Death Becomes Her. Such an underrated film. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, so right. good. Friday Night Music Party is People. It's People. It's People. Tough question. So many good choices. I love Fifth Element, but I'm really going to have to go with 1982's Death Becomes Her for this. A weirdly fun proke at Hollywood youth-obsessed culture. Yes. All right. Uh, Rewind 2552 said Dad Her with a Vengeance. All right. That was Twitter. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now on to Facebook. Uh, Daniel Lackey said 12 Monkeys. Uh, Daniel Lackey is from TV Good Sleep Bad. He's been on past episodes of ours as well. Uh, Nathan Cortau said The Fifth Element. And uh, Kelly Angel for the Mars. Uh, she said, I think she said Dyer 3 because my, oh, that's right. There was, I had, I was, this might be Armageddon. I'm not quite sure because these are images that I had to move off of here because I tried to put to my list. So I apologize. Oh, no. She said the fifth element. Oh, yes. So, okay. And, uh, all right. Then Dave, uh, I think Dave Poyas. Poyas? Which also mentioned the movie. OMP. And I'm sorry, Dave, because you also had an image that I could not save to my computer. So you liked the movie and I just have Kippy. But doesn't tell me. What Kippy? Mo- Kippy. It's like those like gifs, gifs. Oh, giffy, got yeah. you. And I'm I not, thought you were saying gimpy, and I, and then I thought gimp, and then I thought I'm he not, wasn't the gimp. No, not, in, <laughs> that was a twist right there. He was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. <laughs> he was the gimp. All right, uh, Tony Kuchin of Movie Review said Pulp Fiction, Moonrise Kingdom, and Looper. Uh, Har- hey, our good buddy Harvey Andrews. Harvey. Who plays guitar with us for your ex girlfriend said Sin City. Excellent uh, flick. Mr. Chris Revel of Let's <laughs> Chat with Chris Revel says, I'm a searcher for bandits and unbreakable. Mm. Bandits had Billy Bob Thornton and Kate Blanchett, my my mm. future wife. Mm. She was just divorced, I, which will never happen. She, <laughs> she, she's not going to leave her you know, husband yeah, as like, a lot of my kids for Dang me. It. Even not for like, a Saturday flame, but that's all right. It's all right. All right. Fair enough there. One can dream. Well, I, and I, I have. And he so. has. All right. Uh, copious amounts of dreaming. All right. All right. Blanchett. 
Team Blanchett. All right. Oh, and then I think we're just down a few more left here. Jason Soto. Mr. Jason Soto of whatever with... What's up, Mr. Jason? Jason Soto. Mr. Said, Jason. Pulp Fiction 12 Monkeys. Uh, our good buddy, uh, Chris Ball, said Death Becomes Her. Excellent, excellent flick. Past guest, Heather Bassendale Walsh, said 12 Monkeys, The Fifth Element, Pulp Fiction, and Looper. Right on. Also said Red and Sin City are solid too. Jeremy Hunter Davis said Death Becomes Her is far my favorite. Yes. Hi, Jeremy. Uh, not a movie favorite. <laughs> His is David Addison on Moonlighting. Uh, oh, uh, Nathan Statuak. I'm going to fuck your name. Date Dog. I apologize. <laughs> Change your name. I can't pronounce it. Uh, Just call him Nate Dog. Nate Dog. Hudson Hawk. All right. And uh, Richard Kirkham of the Lamb Cast said Sit Sense and Pulp Fiction. Uh, our good buddy Kayla Vosper, Kayla Vosper mm -hmm. said 12 Monkeys. And uh, you know, I, I asked her about the TV series 12 Monkeys. Have you seen it? She says, unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yes. I Matthew Kiger said, What up, Matt? Uh, Pulp Fiction, Unbreakable, Straightened Distance, The Whole Nine Yards, The Jackal, and Hudson Hawk. Solid. Julie Carvel, good friend of ours. Mm -hmm. uh, North or Death Becomes Her. They are the best cinematic movies, but they hold a lot of fond memories, especially North. Oh, right. I'm going to watch that. Very good. All uh, right. Uh, Jess Switchwart. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Oh. Switchwart. Switchwart. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever said Jess's name, Jess, his sorry. last name ever, nor, so I doubt I said it right. But what's up, Jess? Hey, Jess. Uh, it says... Uh, it's really depressing what condition he currently is in mm -hmm. and says the fifth element. So I totally agree with that, Jess. Uh, Joshua Lee Bertland said unbreakable. What's up, Josh? Jen McQuaid said the fifth element. Thank you very much, Jen. Uh, Brett Thunstrand mm -hmm. said red. Reds, sorry. Uh, and then Ashley, you commented the whole nine Me. yards. That's, That's right. Uh, Hi, me. <laughs> Brian said, forgot all about that one. Uh, what up, Brian? Be right. Elizabeth Threnstrand also said, unbreakable. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. it. And then we got 20 that's more in Instagram. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's bedtime, man. It's 830, babe. Uh, it's 830. So thank you, everyone, for, you know, checking us out. Yay, and thank you. Listen to our episode. You're the best. Uh, people for You're watching us. Uh, don't forget to watch us on Stitcher, Spotify, go to our website, cinemarecall.net. Please. Uh, yeah, that's it right now. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be forgetting to mention something. And I'm going to remember it after, after we leave hey, the studio. if you guys are in the cities tomorrow yeah. and you want to go out for a good time, you want to be home and in bed by 1030. <laughs> Come see our gig. Yeah. Mortimer's. Mortimer's. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. That's when we go on. We have like a 45-minute set. Although by the time they hear this episode live, we're already playing already. All right? It's okay. <laughs> but if you're watching live, come on down. Come on Come on down, down folks. Be one of us. Be one of us. Come on, man. Uh, but yeah, don't forget to follow us on the social media apps, mm -hmm. Twitter at Cinema underscore Recall, and then Facebook, Instagram, just type in Cinema, Cinema Recall. Recall. Uh, we got some big news coming up here for future episodes, especially in the month of May. It's going to be actually right. really exciting. It's going to be May. May. <laughs> uh, next episode, we are actually going to have on uh, crime 
podcaster right now, which I'm going to share for you yes. in the after notes here. So next week, we're going to be talking about crime shows. Yes, we are. Our favorite crime movies, crime shows. Uh, we actually have one of our... We're going good, to talk about murder. We have one of our good buddies from the our full swap Sunday, vanilla Sunday lineup. Yeah, not wife swap. No, yeah. Full swap. Full swap. Yeah, don't All right. get it twisted. Don't forget, we're on Full Swap Radio live every Sunday vanilla at 8.30. Vanilla uh, Fullswapradio.com. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Huzzah. Uh, follow us everywhere. Peace out, everyone. Shout out to you, Dylan. Thank you, everyone. Said in house with Hannah. For, Hi, Hannah Banana. Bye. For, for watching the show. And I Mike as you. well. Peace out, everybody. Laters. Bye. Is this the end? I do. I, does that say end? End stream. Yep. I don't have my glasses on, you guys. I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, and bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. It's The Vern again. So one thing I hate the most about watching movies is when I go to watch a movie or show on my favorite streaming site and seeing that the movie or show I want is only available in another country. What do you do? Well, I'll tell you what you do right now. You go to ExpressVPN, expressvpn.com slash pod and get three months free of their services. Uh, ExpressVPN will give you access to view other movies and shows from other countries. So find out what Netflix is like in the UK. Find out what Hulu is like in the Netherlands. Again, expressvpn.com slash pod and get three months free of the services. I hope you enjoy and happy movie watching, everyone. Good night.